This was like one of the best podcasting experiences of my whole life. Uh, I hate podcasting. Cold open. Welcome to Show Me Your Mic, episode number 118, the uh, semi-annual, I think we'll call it, <laughs> podcast about podcasting. I don't know if it's been that the, long. The Y but, uh, in, in uh, your is actually year. Show, show me yeah. year, Mike. Well, no, that's is that a Canadian accent? I don't know. That sounds like a Canadian-American accent somehow. <laughs> show me your mic. Show me your mic. Eh? Uh, I'm Chris, he's Kyle, and we're going to talk about podcasting, And uh, but the... I, I don't know what you call, but I've been in like this, I think, I feel like I'm projecting here, but you've been on like a technologically uh, podcasting slump. I've been on like a, just a, I hate podcasting slump where I, I feel like everything that comes out of my mouth is garbage and don't like, not in a self deprecating way in like an actual, <laughs> <it's literal garbage>. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then usually what I do, this is what, like, I have my daily podcast where I haven't recorded in a month either. I have a YouTube podcast. I haven't recorded in a month. Show me your mic. We haven't recorded in a month. And this one's more because of of uh, your technological mm-hmm. issues <laughs> of sorts. But um, usually what I do is just like, okay, just shut up brain and hit record, publish something so I can say it's done. This time, for some reason, it's just like, uh, I can't get, I can't even get over that hump for some reason. And uh, and so this is like a podcasting therapy, maybe show me your mic will be, because it's, there isn't a, it's a, it's purpose driven, which I is helps. I think when you get trying to get out of a hump is like, Oh yeah. A, a podcast like daily or, or uh, something where it's fairly directionless is uh is a tough one just to like jump back on the horse with, I feel like, I, well, um, but how's, how's your, how's your world? It's all right. And like you said, I'm pretty technically challenged right now. I'm, I'm on a, uh, fi network coming from my phone so that you and I don't have 800 milliseconds of delay between, you hearing me and and uh, talking back to me. Um, oh, other than that, obviously, it's wonderful. Life's great, and it's hard sometimes to decide. You know, uh, am I just going to sit down and and put in some words here onto the the yieldy waveform, or am I going to like have something meaningful to say? Um, I don't think that this is. We don't come to this thinking like, hey, it's going to be meaningful. Like we're, we come to this thinking like it's going to it's just going to be us talking about stuff. And maybe it'll it, the point that it exists is like the as far as I go with expectation on this show. The same thing goes for morning show and for day for today's special and, and things like that. The the other shows I do, it's just like it exists. And so and that's good enough for me Yeah, um, because it's it's enough for me to get something out and, and do it. That kind of gives me that that dopamine kick. It's a little bit, too, of like going back and listening to it and making sure that it sounds OK or that the the bit that we did for 12 seconds was funny. Um, that that kind of gives me another little little dopamine hit. It's not just the hit and the publish button. But right. I, I think that also comes from the the world that you and I came up in podcasts in is like 
We were listeners first and foremost. And then we were like, wait a second. I've always wanted to be on the radio. So, of course, this is what I want to do. Yeah. And spend my time with and my money and and gear and just talk talk about the art of podcasting or the act of podcasting. Is the, the art is that's definitely a little liberal on the sprinkling of seasoning for podcasts. I <laughs> It's more an act of, of podcasting. Yeah. And I think that's where it's like um, tough to sometimes tough to keep going when you when the world of podcasting right now is like all these produced and pro, like heavily scripted and whatever. And that's what you see, you know, climbing up the charts and you're like the and, and I kind of bristle against some of that, not because of those aren't great things they, like they have their own place and purpose, certainly. But I, I find myself like on one half of me is like, OK, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do that. Not because I want to be sex, successful, but just because it would be a fun challenge creatively to like do a scripted whatever show or some sort of produced more heavily produced thing. And then the other part of me is like, screw that. This is just for fun. Let's just have yeah, some fun. Man, punk rock. <laughs> like let's just yeah. uh, throw the microphone on the ground, set, set it on fire and uh, just, not, yeah, not the good microphone. Well, yeah. No, it's just the bad one. The one that kind of rattles yeah. a little bit, get rid of that one. Um, I, I agree. So speaking of, of uh of old days i uh, this actually brings up the so the last two episodes if you've been following along with show me mike were interview shows with uh one with run jump stomp uh a nintendo podcaster and twitch streamer and then also with paul kfasis of rogue amoeba who makes some of the software we're actually using audio hijack amongst other things that we use and back in the old days i have noticed now too is it used to be that you could uh, one surefire way to have success in your podcast in terms of download numbers if that's success is having guests on that were have their own audience that are either famous or infamous or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I think that still works to a certain extent in some verticals, industries, whatever. But for the, in, by from what I found anyways, and seen in, in the tech circles for sure is like, there's an oversaturation now of podcasters interviewing other podcasters or interviewing people such that like back when we were getting started anyways, it was like Leo Laporte or damn it, whoever it was, was like, they're going to be on a podcast. Oh, I better listen to that. Cause then I might get some like, insight behind the scenes look at it's it's it was. them out of their like, normal shtick i think was was my draw yeah. on it all the time it's like oh wait wait wait, they're not gonna play the character that they always play it's the crossover episode of svu and chicago whatever <laughs> uh series where they're you know um, melissa hargate is coming over and you're like whoa this is wild she's still olivia benson yeah. but it's completely different world Maybe that's a maybe that's a little more personal than I expected. Sorry. Yeah. No, I can identify with the <laughs> SVU fanfic. <laughs> I'm not about that. <laughs> these days though. It's like like looking at episode numbers. I was like, okay, well, Paul Kafas, he's a pretty popular guy, I would think, if you're into like podcasting and there and like the download numbers as far as reflecting and he, he shared it and like he did his part. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying like he was somehow like you know embarrassed to be on. I don't think, um, but. Um, you know, and then like download numbers is like nothing higher or lower than what we had before. And like, I don't, we don't do it for the numbers per se, but you're just, it's just kind of interesting to me that it doesn't even cause a blip in the, in the stats these days. Whereas yeah, in the past, like five years ago or something like that. Um, it's, and so I think it's a combination of like oversaturation. There's also of, of them being guests on shows, but also like obviously way more podcasts that are out there. This show itself is not getting the same download numbers that it used to or whatever. And, um, I mean doing it semi-regularly annually yeah. <laughs> probably doesn't help but anyway 
just a point of interest. Mm, I, I'm I'm reluctant to be like, well, here's the reason. I'm I'm gonna pull out the map, ye old map here, and and point to exactly why that's the case. But I think the the landscape, boy, I'm using more map terminology of podcasts right now, is such that it's all about the personality and the regularity of the hosts that are on there and sort of the recurring gags and and shtick of it, I guess. Like as much as you wouldn't say that New York Times, the daily podcast is a shtick, it most definitely is. It's every time the dude says his name the way he does, that's a that's mm-hmm. a shtick. Like it, you you get tied in, you get roped into the way that an episode flows and that's what draws you in. It's not that the topic this week is we're talking about the uh, Costco's uh, computer return policy. We're, we're, it's the <laughs> fact that I'm the one giving you the news and that's what you come back for. Um, and, or, mm-hmm. and or the fact that how regular it is, it brings to light um, common themes or it brings like the, the same sort of insightful banter or insightful discussion that it always does i think that is probably the the main reason that uh either these produced shows or just uh, other shows uh kind of earn their their reputation and earn the amount of listeners that they have right now is is because of that and not the pick and choose uh type of interview style well if you bring the merlin man onto your show than the Merlin Man audience comes with and will stick around. At least, you know, 30% of that audience sticks around after the fact. It tends mm-hmm. to not work that way anymore. Or it maybe it does, and we just don't see that because we've kind of strayed so far away from from that model. Yeah, it's um yeah, it's interesting times anyways that way. And and I think um it it leads me to like the personality driven sort of show. So like maybe we should be doing it. I, I guess what you're saying is like we should be doing it like this is show me your mic. I'm Chris Inns and like, or I'm Christopher. Inns. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Do you have a longer version yeah. of your last name? Maybe that we could throw in there just, uh, <laughs> or you have three names. I'm still waiting. There's gotta be, I'm sure this is, exists somewhere in there, but like the Michael Barbaro, uh, mm-hmm. mixtape or whatever of him just saying, Oh, but wow. <laughs> <laughs> like his reactions to like, and then I opened the door and like, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Just <laughs> like all, the, all, all the, the gasps and yelps maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and so for podcast makers, I think the danger is obviously to like grab onto whatever the thing might be that you think is their key to success, and that's going to somehow like catapult you into the top fifty or whatever of shows. And like the it's it, there's the personality part. There's the like what kind of audience did you have before? But yeah, it's like to grab onto the way that the daily does. Well, like I need to do a daily podcast. That's going to be the thing that's going to you know bring me success or whatever. Um, but missing out on the fact that, you know, obviously it's New York Times. They have a, a few avenues to market that little podcast. Right. And then, and then they've got, you know, eight different producers all reaching out uh, while that episode is being recorded to get tomorrow's episode sort of wrapped up and, yeah. and ready to go. Yeah, it's I speaking of like the expectation of how a podcast is supposed to go, even, you know, expectation for success for you. I lost that a long time ago. I... <laughs> the whole like if you just stick with it, eventually it'll it'll work for you is complete BS. That's absolutely yeah. not how it works. And I'm tired of, of folks telling uh, other folks that, um, you know, you show up and you will get success. 
I think you've got to kind of measure success in your own way. Like I said, mine is just showing up and doing it and putting it out. That has been the case for me since forever. Putting a song that I wrote that I know only two of my friends will hear in a Dropbox folder is success to me. Like that still feels totally, totally worth it and validating. And it's not going to be the download numbers for me that make me happy. So I feel like the the zone of podcasting that I'm in right now is is pretty good, except I got to do it. Like I <laughs> I got to like put something out. <laughs> so if I if I yeah. don't, then I'm going to I'll start ending up in that kind of like wavering. Eh, do I even want to do this anymore? Is it actually bringing me joy? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure anymore. Yeah. Like it, it starts to kind of waver that way. That's where I've stumbled into this fall, I think, because I, I felt like I was, I had some momentum and then summer, end of summer kind of happened and it was just kind of like pfft, everything fizzled. And yeah. so this is the uh, kicking, getting back on the horse, proverbial horse. But you did something neat, speaking of uh, recording and podcasting. So in your day job, um, doing a podcast for your, your company and then getting the opportunity to do a live podcast with that, which is, this isn't the first time I don't think you've done that. But um, I guess I'm curious just for, Podcasters other what I've liked about so the podcast is Untapped, um, or for Untapped. It's called Drinking Socially. Uh, Untapped is the app that promotes the podcast, or the podcast promotes, I guess. And uh, and I guess first of all, the what's the format of the show regularly that you decided to sort of land? On? Yeah. Um. So usually, well, so I should say the ma- majority of the actual like content and um production of the show is on my co-host Tim, who is one of the co-founders of Untapped, and he takes a lot of time to put together um, a little bit of like topical stuff of what's happening in the beer industry uh, right now and a little bit of sort of like history of a particular style and maybe asking a question about the uh, about the beer industry or about the app in particular and then giving some updates. Again, it's like you were saying, very corporate, not, not corporate. Let me rephrase um, more like a brand uh, specific podcast where you've got kind of like, hey, we're here talking about PayPal because PayPal is the company we work for. And that's just going to be it. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about markets or maybe we'll talk about, you know, people paying each other, but it's going to be all sort of about PayPal. Same sort of thing for for beer, um, where Untapped is the leading beer app um, in, in this industry. And it's pretty fun to put together every single week. I, at a full disclosure, um, I used to be the one editing this podcast. We've since handed it off to you, who are in very capable hands, thank goodness, uh, to to put together <laughs> some semblance of, of an episode um, between sort of our on and off banter and, uh, you know, retakes and things like that. It's been really good uh, to have you on the, the proverbial team, if you would, working on that uh, for us. But... So that's that's kind of the the rundown of what we usually do on a tap. It's you know a little bit of history, a little bit of current events, a little bit of news, a little bit of question and answer. Um, and we wanted to bring part of that to the live episode that we had scheduled at Odell's, which is a brewery over in Denver, Colorado. So we were there for the Great American Beer Festival. It's this big, huge, like fifty thousand person event that happens every single year, where you get together in a gigantic uh, conference hall in the center of Denver. You go around drinking one ounce pours of 
beers that over 800 different breweries brought. Um, lots and lots of beer is happening. But we did the <laughs> uh, we did the podcast at a brewery that was outside of town a little bit, which I think was a pretty good place to do it. We have some audio coming out uh, this week, actually tomorrow from the floor, and it is loud there. It was just a madhouse. And I'll talk maybe a little bit about uh, doing sort of like live on the floor recordings. But the one that excited Mm -hmm. me the most was the uh, live podcast recording we did from Odell's where we sat down with um, one of their head folks over there and uh, one of the beverage innovators from Buffalo Wild Wings, which was really cool. So again, like talking about guests, it was incredibly cool to be able to talk to those kind of people, especially being in, in the beer industry and sort of the huge impact that a major franchise like buffalo wild wings has and um one of the premier breweries that are in colorado um to be able to talk to those folks so it was really really i think an interesting discussion but i wanted to talk not just about the podcast and the discussion that we had but sort of like the equipment and kind of the planning that had to go into this and thinking about like oh man okay so i'm flying out from california what do I bring? What's going to be the like most minimal setup that I can bring where we've got enough microphones for both Tim and I, the two co-hosts, and then the three different guests that we were going to put on. Uh, it was kind of a logistical n- nightmare uh, trying to figure out like, hey, do I have a cable? Is my do I have another cable? I had to look everywhere to find uh, a bunch of XLR cables. What did uh, like either you or Untapped? I'm not sure where the line mm-hmm. is. Probably fuzzy, but like, hi, hi, I'm Kyle Untapped. Now, actually, I've I've changed my <laughs> name. We were talking about hi, I'm I'm Michael Barbaro Untapped. It's a hyphenated situation, <laughs> but you do have a slightly different voice on the podcast. I have to say, there's like a I'm I'm in corporate work mode, and then there's the morning show Kyle, which is like I'm I'm Gonzo Radio Guy <laughs> voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, most definitely. And I, I it's it's hard to my wife says the same thing. So I can't I can't fault you for believing that um, she hates, hates my morning show, Kyle, uh, morning show persona for right. sure. Yeah, she's like, oh, it's so fake. Why are you so fake? Like, well, uh, <laughs> it's it's an inflection. You know, it's like uh, you, you got to give the people what they want. So we could have rented stuff. Um, there is a local place called Borrow Lenses that does uh, both audio, video, photo gear. And uh, they've got some local places, but you can also have the, the stuff kind of mailed out to you. And they'll rent it for, you know, three days, seven days, 10 days. We brought, I've got one here. I've got a Shure SM7B that I've been using for the last like five years of podcasting. Uh, that I love very much, but is incredibly grotesque and disgusting and made sure to not give the guests. Um, I would I probably would have done pretty well grabbing like a, a new cover for this thing. Um, but then we have two others, two other SM7Bs that are in the studio in downtown L.A. So we had a total of three of those microphones. Um we also, I, I have a Shure SM57, which is like one of those kind of regular looking stick microphones. Um, the, the, the kind that you would see like yeah. Bono sing into, right? You, I, I'm, am I speaking your language now? A man should not look like his hair has been ironed. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, I, he probably doesn't use a Shure SM57, but it, either way, it's just one of those kind of like 
uh, $200, um, dynamic hypercardioid style microphones that you, you might, you may even see folks, um, like pointing it at a, uh, a cabinet to record it in studio for guitar tone and things like that, just to kind of get more of a, a studio sound and less of a, a computerized sound. It's pretty warm in terms of sound. Um, so I brought one of those as well. And we have them all feeding into a Zoom H6. This is one of those like battery powered portable recorders. You slam a SD card into it and you can record up to uh, this one was six tracks. It's four XLR inputs and I believe like a some sort of uh, two other inputs other places. Maybe maybe they consider like the little microphone that connects to the top to be the other two tracks. Well, you can get a one of those adapters on the top. You can be a two XLR input. Uh, Got it. Okay. So then you can actually get six total. Got it. That makes sense. But, you yeah. you sound like you've done your research. You know you know what you're talking about. I have one of those that I use. Yeah, I, or I'm supposed to be using as a backup for any time I do a podcast recording. It's conveniently sitting in my backpack across the room. I can see it over there, <laughs> um, not being used as a backup for this. Oh recording. boy! <laughs> as as he goes and checks on his audio hijack. Yeah. Okay. We're still going. Yeah. That <laughs> looks good. Yeah. Um, I, I really liked it. This was my first experience with the H6 six track in particular. I had used a, I feel like it was a Zoom H1, or it was one of the first ones that I had ever uh, come across with Zoom. And that was one of the first devices that I recorded voiceover for, for like uh, videos when I was working um, at Mophie, the battery case company. We, I was oh, yeah. doing most of the voiceover for both like our call center that we had in Michigan and also uh, the videos that we would put out. It was a lot of voiceover for that. So I was using the, the Zoom H1 for those purposes, but I hadn't used it since. So like getting up to speed with the H6 was pretty easy, kind of the same controls on that one. But the, one of the coolest parts about it was that it had uh, built in limiters on each of the different um, inputs. So I would plug the XLR into a FET head, which is like an inline um, microphone preamp, where if you pass phantom power to it, it'll kind of uh, lower the noise uh, ceiling. Is, is that what it's called? Anyway, it, it made it so you get more gain. Floor yeah, the, the, yeah, the noise floor was lower. So that way I was able to kind of... Um, pulled down the game knobs a little bit and make it so it wasn't, you know, really, really cranked up and grabbing a whole bunch of noise. Uh, that worked really well. I liked the the fed heads kind of plugged into those. Um, and then I would turn on the limiter on each of the, the different tracks. And that way I wasn't adding like inline compression and there wasn't any weird delay because of the software uh, compression coming out to the monitor for the headphones. Um, it was just a, a very, very good experience. And like looking at the monstrous beast of a like rack mounted system that I had prior to doing this, or even that we have over in the, uh, downtown LA studios, it, it is just a, a godsend to have this zoom H six recorder, just be this tiny little thing that I put in a little bag and carried around the show floor with me. Like it's, it was perfect, almost too perfect. I'm, I was waiting for the moment where it's like, oh, no, we ran out of space and uh, your files are all corrupted or like, you know, what, whatever the case yeah. may be. It was just too good to be true a little bit. You said that you have a Zoom H6. Is there a part of your process where 
you wanted to use this as you said like a backup is how would that even fit in well it's like uh, it actually functions on its own it could be like a replacement for my like i have a focus rate box it actually works as a with a USB cable as a, uh, what, preamp, I guess, or really mixer of sorts. Um, I've never tried that uh, myself, but it was kind of like a thing that I bought to, as a, I would use, say, output from my Focusrite into that as a, and just hit record on it. So it's independent from my computer. Yeah. I guess the idea being, right, if the, if audio hijack or whatever dies, then I'd still have a recording. But chances are, like, if my computer dies, Skype or whatever, we're, like in this case, we're talking on Discord, it would die as well. And so what do I need to save? Right. <laughs> Cause the, the conversation's done. Um, but yeah, rather than relying on, on your everything all in one spot, I guess it's kind of offloading some of the backup or the recording capabilities or just using that as the recording of like whatever I'm doing always. Um, I guess you could also you know, sort of like take the, whatever the headphone jack of your Mac, if you wanted to, and just jam that into, into the recorder and, and yeah. have it just sort of be like, here's a flat, you know, one track version of everything that, that Chris and I did um, during yeah. that day, just as a sort of backup of a backup. So that's the idea. Anyways, that's how I justified yeah. buying it. And then um, <laughs> I've used it a few times. It, it is great, like live or like remote situations for sure, where you you need to record. I brought it when we traveled to like Mexico and, and Montreal, we went to once and recorded a podcast with my wife there. And so like, it's, it's handy to have for rather than having to bring a whole computer and rely on that to be you know, your recording station, let's say, um, you can just have it in the room. Um, it also works. Yeah. Like great, great with, like, I think you used that for walking around and recording yeah, too. Yeah. So were? I plugged in the, uh, SM 57, which is like that, that stick microphone. I threw a mic flag on there, which made us look super legitimate. I was so surprised <laughs> at, at how, like, uh, let's see, I just put it, I put it in the show notes, but it's a like $7 and 50 cent little mic flag that goes kind of around your stick microphone. It is a $7.50 piece of equipment that just goes around your microphone. And I put a bunch of stickers onto it, and it made us look like a radio station. Uh, I highly recommend if you do anything that where you're supposed to be like, quote unquote, media for things, that instantly added uh, a touch of like, we know what we're talking about to folks as we were saying like hey do you want to be interviewed uh for a, a podcast that we do they would see the mic flag and they would say mm, okay seems legit like <laughs> as much <laughs> as much as our questions yeah. may not make us seem legit that definitely did that added a, a a bit for us um probably similar to like if you i mean i'm guessing you had like untapped shirts on too or whatever but just like stuff that is really actually when you really think about it is super easy to be in prep for something like that to have, like you can go to a t-shirt store and get a custom shirt for 25 bucks with your podcast logo on it. And then, yeah, like a a mic flag that is yeah seven bucks plus a uh, printed sticker or whatever. (laughs) But it was kind of, you know, out of common courtesy, you want to walk up and say, you know, Hey, what, who are you and who are you with? And would you like to uh, speak on a microphone for a podcast that we are recording and, you know, kind of lead in that way. Don't just be like, Hey, I'm here. We're talking to this person who's pouring beer. Uh, how's, how's it going? They, they, it, yeah. You need to kind of introduce the, the idea and get sort of consent um, from them to, to be able to record. But that kind of stuff definitely helps your own confidence in doing that. I think that's the biggest part of it is that idea of like just faking it till you make it kind of idea of like, hi, I'm so-and-so with untapped and this is, you know, stick a mic in your face or whatever. And like, 
it yeah it feels legit to not just like you're actually going to like do something secret with well that's and- <laughs> i mean that's definitely what this live show made me feel like oh boy like this is the, things got real real quick um you know meeting meeting folks and setting up for this show was kind of hectic so because i had three sm7b's and one sm57 that's four we have five people that needed to be on the podcast so already the math's off um we we only had also four channels and five people needed to be on the podcast so the the way that we got around this was i assigned one sm7b which is one of the the ones that i'm talking on right now i assigned those to two people but cranked the gain um quite a bit to be able to get their their voice um both at the same time and you know while it's coming to to us from the side here or straight ahead or you know back a couple feet it needed to sort of sound the same and that's where these fed heads really added uh, a lot of room for me to be able to pull up and down the gain while the episode was being recorded so that it it got as much gain as it needed to to have the person talk while or hear the person talking while they were talking and then pull the gain down when they weren't talking so that it wouldn't get any kind of like mouth noises or you know beer drinking slurps and things like that you can listen to the episodes that was the episode 30 of yep. untapped yep. right i think 30 uh, yeah um and and yeah you can sort of hear obviously there's the the trouble i guess on the on the editing side of that is there's um as much as Kyle, so when you're talking about turning volume up and down that's on the h6 right itself yeah i was i I should probably shouldn't have been doing this but i was dialing up and down the gain knobs to kind of attenuate for any any changes in like oh if the guest kind of turns to the person next to them and wants to talk about something i would kind of slowly pull the gain up a little bit so that it would get what they were saying um at at a common volume which that's where the both the editor, if the editor isn't the same person as the recording person uh, in the room, you have to have a certain amount of trust that, because either it's, uh, on the editing side, I can speak to that side, is like either you trust that the person is going to do that through the whole show mm-hmm. or you're in a whole world of pain because if they just do it for part of it, then you kind of have to like really make sure you're paying attention, obviously, to the audio levels on every track at all times because if Kyle forgets to turn someone down one time, obviously, that is going to like maybe blast through or they're not loud enough because he forgot to right. back up or whatever the yep. case may be. Um, and so, it, yeah, where it, it worked and in the end it worked fine, obviously. And, and it's great to have that option so that you're not getting, um, cause otherwise you're dealing with obviously room noise on every track that is mixed, does make it harder to cut, cut and edit and chop up, uh, what might be like a boring section of the conversation or whatever. If there's like, you know, ga- glasses clinking in the background that all of a sudden cut off because you cut audio and don't, you know, crossfade mm-hmm. or something. Um, the background noise as well. Whereas normally on the untapped show, anyways, you're dealing with fairly like studio level recordings, maybe. Yeah. It, so maybe just like a little bit of echo, but this was, I mean, most definitely, especially at the beginning of the show, we had the windows open and it was, <laughs> it was just a like yeah. free for all in terms of sound and, and ambiance and everything. Um, I, like you were saying, I, I had to make sure that during the entire show, I was the only one monitoring as well. So that's, that's, I think something kind of imperative to mention for, especially the zoom H six is that there's only one output for headphones. So if you're planning on having multiple people, 
um, hear themselves while they're recording, you're going to need some sort of um, problem, not a splitter, but not like a cable splitter. You'll need an actual uh, headphone amplifier. Yeah. To be able to plug those in. Uh, but you, you got to think, too, if, if it's folks who have never really been on a podcast before, but they've done maybe radio interviews or they've done other interviews with other people for newspaper or for eater dot uh, com or things like that. They're used to talking about their stuff, but they're not used to hearing themselves. And so that can kind of throw off the rhythm of whatever the conversation is. So that's why I was the only one monitoring stuff and kind of like we were mentioning before, dialing up and down the gain as the episode was going on, trying to attenuate for, you know, what these these different uh, intonations and things like that of people uh, laughing and talking and kind of turning their head to the side and things like that. So did you have to account for um, live like audio going out to the room as well? Or was it kind of just no. So that was that's one thing I think that I would definitely want to improve on for next time. If we ever did this again is like bring both my own PA system and bring a system for other folks to hear us, whether that's a tiny little speaker or whatever. Um, the room was dead silent the whole time which i i've got to thank our listeners and the folks who showed up for that recording because they were trying to just hear the conversation uh because it's like you know five people talking in a bar you are are taking silent sips of your beer trying to just hear any any small little word from all the way across the room that i would definitely want to change in the future any live podcast recording you go to you kind of expect to be able to hear them you don't want to have to come up to them later and be like, hey, guys, uh, I could hear you part of the time, but I was mainly just um, talking to my friend over here and I'll catch the podcast later. Like, that's not the point of, of showing up to a live podcast recording. So, yeah, again, like that, that's something I want to improve. Yeah, I was in a I did a presentation once. So it wasn't a, a conversation or like a pod, multiple people talking where I had to be amplified, but it was in a, like a pub and they had a special room for presentations and stuff like that. And probably for, you know, like parties or whatever and they had actually speakers around the room um in like some of the booths mm-hmm. and stuff and so like the mic audio level was fine and then they actually had little screens like a you know a powerpoint or keynote or whatever screens sort of scattered throughout the, the the pub to account for the fact that there's like low hanging ceilings often you know in older pubs or whatever and and you can't there isn't a good line of sight um but yeah adding the the fact that if you want to record yourself as well as have the the, the room hear you just actually it's it's funny how something so simple as that ups the complexity especially if you're not just going to have you know like camera guy or whatever person sitting out in the audience recording you but you actually want like microphone in your hand or in Mm -hmm. people's hands or in front of their faces recording them doing live to the room and to tape or or digital memory card i guess uh recordings it just it ups the complexity and, and there's a lot of like like you said like a bit of planning ahead of time that can really save you a whole lot of headache and just having audio extra audio cables around make sure you have mics for everybody mic stands like you were saying like knowing the space and knowing like oh well the ceiling's kind of low here so it's probably good maybe if i just print out the slide deck and, <laughs> and give it to people or you know some <laughs> something that kind of deals with the way that the space is so that it's not a struggle for people to to be there or they don't ever want to come back to a, a quote unquote podcast recording. I don't want to have ruined the experience for, you know, someone who's local who's like, oh, man, they're doing another podcast at Odell's. Never mind. I'm not going back. In terms of the venue itself, just for folks who are thinking of ever doing like I have often thought it'd be fun to do a live recording of 
obviously whatever, like a show. Um, and, and I've sort of done smaller versions mm-hmm. of that in, inside other uh, venues. But like, if you're approaching a venue, in this case, maybe you guys had a relationship with the, the pub already um, through, through work or whatever. But like, is there any tips in terms of organizing and arranging things ahead of time that, that maybe were helped? I would say the timing and scheduling was probably the number one thing that I would focus on. Uh, obviously, you need to build a relationship with whoever it is to to be like, hey, I'd like to do this or at least approach them. Uh, don't just show up with your you know, equipment and be like, yeah, I don't know. We're going to set up over here in the corner. Um, at least approach them and ask and make sure that it's OK to bring that type of stuff in uh, because it is their establishment. And obviously, the, you know, they've. They've got other guests to to deal with as well. So you don't want to disturb those folks. Um, but other than that, getting into the venue an hour ahead of time to be able to set up before the pub was even open was absolutely necessary. We used that full time to move some stuff around, um, set up the microphones, use uh, gaffer's tape to kind of hold stuff down and make sure that uh, the uh, cables and stuff weren't going to go everywhere um make it look kind of presentable too it's not just you you went into a a pub and threw down all your stuff and the backpacks over here and the the microphone is half hanging yeah. off over there and and things like that i wanted it to, to to look you know somewhat decent and there are photos online and it still doesn't look that great but it's it was good enough to kind of get the recording um so being able to get there an hour early and set up was instrumental to to making that uh start on time we we had a like noon start time and we went until two so also allow yourself plenty of time afterwards to break stuff down and put it back because actually setting it up was a lot faster than tearing it down was because you want to make sure that it's you know nicely put together and you're able to carry the remainder of your stuff either back to your house or to your hotel room or whatever um yeah, that's I time, honestly, like <laughs> the production of the show was pretty, pretty much what we expected. Um, the folks who turned out was I, I don't want to say that we like expected folks to, but we set up an event bright. So we kind of had an idea of who was going to go. You had RSVP to the event and we had a certain number of kind of seats or area that we could fill up on the second story of this um of this brewery. So we wanted to make sure that, that, you know, folks were going to be there, which tend, which worked out for us. Um, but time, man, time was definitely the number one thing that I, I would say to focus on for that kind of thing. Yeah. And it's uh, like uh, little things like making sure, you know, if you normally you're, uh, I know you guys weren't necessarily doing this, but you know, how, if you're going to be relying on internet for, you know, your show notes, like in Dropbox or, Google Docs or whatever, obviously making sure you have. Oh, yeah. Thank goodness they had Wi-Fi. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then we won't even get into the, but there's obviously the whole area of like, if you were bringing in a guest, how would you manage that and recording, you know, like say someone over Skype that was like remoting in and. Precisely. Yeah. yeah. There's complexities obviously there. But. Well, the other, the other thing that we wanted to do was we wanted this to be sort of our uh, debut on Instagram live, which is their sort of live streaming service. And we, the day of, we ran into some really weird issues with the difference between, um, Android Instagram and iOS Instagram oh, really? and even and even just uh, different applications. So I bought this little like uh, TRS to TRRS patch cable, which is basically a three. What, what is it like a, a stereo prong uh, eighth inch to a 
iPhone style prong where it's got the, the three little lines on it and it separates out the channels and the microphone and it comes in just as a microphone into a phone. That was the whole point of getting this road cable. Um, it'll be in the show notes, but that was instrumental. If I can, it says musical instruments here. So I'm just thinking instrumental uh, to our being able to uh, record the backup of the whole event and everything into um oh my gosh Auphonic on my android device oh yeah that was a lifesaver just in case something happened like we ran out of batteries or something on the zoom h6 i had that sort of as the the backup just a flat one uh one track thing going into my phone but what i wanted to do was use that trs patch cable to go into an iPhone, an iPhone 6 Plus, uh, where it's it still has the headphone jack, and pull that into Instagram and be able to just record live. But for some reason, it doesn't support external microphones. Right. So if you're ever intending to do that, you may have to use some third party or something on top of it, kind of like um, what we had been trying at, at Good Stuff for Periscope. I was surprised. We found that out day of, like, hey, this doesn't work. Well, great. Uh, I guess we won't be doing anything live. And we had never done anything live before, but this was sort of like a, hey, if you're not at GABF, you can watch on Instagram and and say hello there or, you know, kind of engage folks who weren't there. That was on uh, Android that you had the issue or iPhone? Uh, both, actually. Or both both okay. Instagram yeah. uh, clients on both platforms didn't work for us, but... It would work on like recording a video in one of these other applications on iOS would work or yeah. recording with um, Auphonic on my Android device totally worked. So I, I'm, I'm not sure yeah. what the what the case was with those. Yeah, but. I think it's an Instagram thing because I know like Periscope and your guys, you guys probably your brand or whatever and your following is most prevalent probably on are on instagram and so but I, i'm i'm pretty sure i know i've tested in the past anyways instagram or periscope sorry will support an external mic on ios anyways mm-hmm. and so it probably is just at a platform level that they haven't seen demand or request enough requests for it or whatever to add support i'm sure it's got to be baked into the operating system level thing at this point but um at any rate that's yeah, yeah it's i i just hopefully they do but i read way too many forums and things like that trying to figure it out <laughs> day of so yeah. de- definitely like yeah, that's always yeah, like you were saying figure that kind of thing out <laughs> any anything like live or if you need to call someone on skype like make sure you get your get their skype name before <laughs> before you go to like oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. i gotta call them whoops any other gotchas in terms of like the recording that you like the you would do different like you you recorded onto the zoom h6 so that gives you multiple tracks obviously and so then you're sending either yourself or in this case you sent it off to me and multiple tracks makes it nice to like separate things out when somebody's coughing etc levels adjusting all that kind of stuff and so monitor just monitor everything you do like whether it's you as the interviewee or the person who is taking video of you you know giving an interview or whatever the case is this can one be easily done with just one person that that I, I f- believe for sure. Um, thankfully, I had Tim there as well. And I was sort of like doing the um, the nightly news sort of like, hey, let's go to uh, this person over here and interview them. I had this weird look of I got my headphones on. I'm monitoring them and I'm also pointing the microphone at people and having them talk. Uh, but that was the absolute way to do it. I needed to be able to hear them and know what their level was without looking at the 
uh, Zoom H6 the whole time. Like, oh, are the levels okay? Are they clipping? The difference between working the floor and doing the live episode where I was like cranking the knobs back and forth was when we were on the floor, I left it the same volume the whole time. I didn't want to, or the same gain the whole time. I didn't want to touch that. I didn't want to mess anything up um, with like my how far I was putting it away from people's faces or, you know, things like that. I wanted to try and keep that audio as consistent as I could so that it it wasn't broken up into a bunch of different files and all, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I thought it would make your yeah. job a little bit easier, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll see we've yeah. got that episode coming out tomorrow and then uh chris i've got a whole bunch of other audio coming your way very soon <laughs> that's good i'm like the the audio or the dropbox syncing notification that there's new audio files coming is kind of like it's a happy happy audio editor time audio editing time in my world anyway so um, when, the in, when the invoice gets paid the yeah. <laughs> podcast editor will play i guess I really, I, I have said this internally at, in our company, but this was like one of the best podcasting experiences of my whole life. Um, being able to go around and talk to people with a microphone and get recognized and say like, hey, are you guys on the Untapped podcast? Was wild. It was like minor celebrity status at at this festival. And I could not believe it. It's it was incredibly yeah. humbling, but it was also really cool to like be only focused on the gear side of the whole live recording experience and be like, ah, you know, I'll, don't worry, don't worry, I got it. And thankfully, it turned out okay. If it, if it hadn't turned <laughs> out okay, I think I would be. This would be, this a, would be a completely <laughs> different podcast. Yes, most definitely. But again, it, it was and that's so where cool. like trying to wear multiple hats in a in a live recording. I think it's it's best if you can find someone either like you have a co-host so that who is less gear focused and is more like guiding the conversation focus, which kind of seemed like what Tim was doing for you in this case. Um, or like at least having a buddy who just comes and runs some audio for you for uh, for that, you know, live recording. So you're not having to like guide a conversation, keep everybody on tack on track and also manage your audio gear and make sure that the audience is happy and make sure, you know, yep. outsource some of that stuff if you can for the live recordings, if you're, if you're a solo, solo podcaster of sorts. So speaking of solo, the, um, there's I we have I've referenced it a few times in the past episode. I, didn't, I don't think I mentioned it in the in the uh, interview episodes, but the I'm still sort of sorting out trying to how to build a community of podcasters. And so there's a sign up form for like a, just a Mailchimp landing page if you want to be on the newsletter. I'm I'm going to send something out either this week or next week, depending on how how uh, much I get done. And uh, just sort of announcing some next steps in that, anyways, that journey. And uh, and I want to be I'm trying to be a little more intentional than just like what I would do in the past is have an idea for a thing, set up a bit of technology around that idea, like registering a domain or setting up a forum or whatever, the Slack thing or Discord thing, and then wondering why nobody shows up because <laughs> there's no there's no purpose and there's no like explanation of why and, and just kind of like, don't you all want the same thing that I do without having to understand it or explain it to you? thing you know so. you you have to externalize like your your uh desires for what you're trying to to grasp at with people um and that mm -hmm. process is oh, that makes you not want to do it honestly like that makes me like oh no i have to tell <laughs> you why i want to do this are you kidding no way <laughs> 
so anyways, if you're, if you're interested at all in that uh, process, which now sounds excruciating, uh, you, you can <laughs> sign up on the MailChimp link in the, in the show notes. Good stuff.fm slash SMYM slash, where are we? Uh, one, 118. Yeah. No, I, uh, oh boy, this makes me sound like a jerk. I definitely don't mean that. I, I'm what, I, what I'm. No, no, <laughs> I know what you meant. <laughs> I know there's folks who've signed up to be interview or guests on this show in a future episode. And that's one of those, uh, getting back on the horse things, uh, saddling up. I don't know, whatever the analogy is, but, uh, we just need to start doing it again. Cause I, I got into a really good rhythm of it on show me your mic in the past. And, and it's a lot of fun talking to folks just kind of like you're all out there. There's, I know there's six or seven of you on the list right now. And, and I really appreciate you putting your name down and, and being willing just even to submit your your name and your podcast to be a part of this thing and uh it's this is one of those cases where it is definitely not you it's me in terms of just the uh getting over the the nerves the technical issues etc to like connect all the dots together to make that happen again so um don't fear that it's it hasn't gone wasted or gone into the ether i I do still have the spreadsheet and there's a link in the show notes if you want to also put your name on the list of uh folks who'd like to be interviewed on a future episode of show me your mic uh, goodstuff.fm slash SMYM slash ask is where you can see how you can submit uh, questions for the show for a future episode where we'll hopefully, I think that I'm assuming that the, uh, if this, then that thing is still grabbing stuff from Twitter, but maybe that's why there's no questions in there because <laughs> the, the bot stopped working. I didn't get a notification. I got the notification when Facebook got hacked here that all my Facebook connections broke. So I'm assuming it's letting me know if it's broken, but anyways, um, we will get to you and we will hopefully chat one of us, Kyle, myself, both of us, whatever it ends up being, we'll, uh, hopefully chat with you, one of you and some of you in the, in the future for a future episode. Uh, and if you uh, want to listen to the untapped podcast, like I, we've talked about here, we didn't, I don't think we said the URL is podcast.untapped.com. Untapped is without the E because it was Cause it's a social network web company. Um, that was actually one thing I wanted to ask mm-hmm. you, cause I was thinking I, I've been wanting to, I'm going to be starting a podcast for my business, just a, a little bit about podcasting, but, um, the decision to use a, uh, what's the word, the subdomain, I guess, podcast.untapped instead of like building it out as part of your actual website. Mm-hmm. I guess in your case, you have an app at untapped.com, like the social network. And so then it probably is a little more complicated than like folks who maybe have, like I have a WordPress install at lemonproductions.ca. So putting, I've been toying with doing like podcast.lemonproductions.ca or, mm-hmm. you know, and any, any regrets in doing it as a subdomain or anything that's made it easier or better as doing a subdomain? From the technical side, no, I, I don't think so. We run ours on Simplecast and it's a simple like uh, redirection, um, I guess, right. of, yeah, yeah, exactly. Where you, where we can still assign like podcast.untap.com slash 31, I think is is what the next episode is going to end up being. But um yeah, I think so far it's worked out pretty well. I, I don't have any any issues with it. Uh, most of our website, though, like you said, is after the dot com. So we've got untap.com slash uh, user slash Kyle Roderick or something like that. Like that's that's our typical URL scheme for the content that is on our beer database. So to separate it out, um like you would kind of, I guess, with like blog posts and stuff like that, you know, that might come after the .ca slash. So putting it uh, ahead of the Lemon Productions might be in your best interest so you don't confuse it with like, you know, .ca slash uh, (laughs) 2018-9-12- This is a podcast episode, you know, type URLs. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it used to be like, I know people were really concerned about subdomains with SEO value. And I think these days it's just like every, I don't know what you guys see for traffic, but it's so much of it is shared and not people just like, it's not like they're Googling and finding your episode. Although I guess, um, you know, having beer referenced and stuff and certain brands and maybe different places, pubs and stuff that you reference that don't otherwise have a lot of like web site. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of. I mean, we we rank pretty highly when you when it comes to like, hey, if you if you search for a beer, um, it'll tend to show up uh, as at least one of the first page results for us. So, uh, I guess our SEO is pretty good. I, I would say. Good job. Cheers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Cheers your> SEO. <laughs> All right, thanks, Kyle. Uh, your uh, your hop burps now. Uh, you can find me at coldpizza.online. What? Coldpizza.online. Oh. I didn't know you had a website. Going. This is this is an experiment that I am running right now for you can see even like my about page is stacked up right now, but uh this is an experiment I'm running for like, hey, social networks are bad, except for untapped. <laughs> so I'm I'm leaving uh them to sort of fester and, and be wounds of my past. So here here I am over at coldpizza.online. All right. Uh where are you on the internet? I am at uh, lemonproductions.ca is the where you can go to hire me. I just actually re rejiggered uh I hate saying redesign I just kind of moved some content around inside a WordPress theme. So it's this is why I I I refocused my website around podcast editing and consulting as opposed to building websites for folks. Cause I, I was never really a air quotes designer. I guess I was an air quotes designer. I wasn't a real designer <laughs> with websites and not that I don't help clients still with some of their web projects, but just wanted to be like, Hey, I love doing the podcasting thing. So let's just go all in with the business side of it too. So lemon productions, SCA is, you can check that out. And then I'm I Chris on Twitter still. I, I haven't yet pulled the plug on, on my social media, even though I talk about it probably more and more than I should for wanting to, get rid of it so anyways you can find this episode of goodstuff.fm slash smym slash 118 and uh find the rest of us wherever you find us online on the uh, podcast stores of your choice the apple one the google one the spotify actually announced the submissions for their own podcasters at spotify.com beta sites where you can submit your podcast to be on so be sure and do that if you're so inclined. It looks like I read through the terms of service. Looks like they're they play nice with your content and leave it intact. I think that's good and definitely is yours still even when you submit it. So there's no sort of weird takeover of your audio and stuff. So that's good. And uh, yeah, let, let us know. Uh, send a questions comments to uh, hashtag Ask SMYM or at SMYM underscore FM on Twitter. Thank you for listening. Hope you have a great day. Adios.